0: Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan
1: Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac.
0: Um, this week we are unfortunately talking about the sequel to a classic film that I love and will never cover on this podcast.
1: Yes, and I also love it and don't want to cover it. But and I also don't want to cover the sequel. But but we need to. It's a. It's actually our moral responsibility to cover the Bridget Jones sequel.
0: Bridget Jones: The Edge of Reason,
1: a two thousand four vehicle. That is full of great actors and a lot of decisions. <laughs> a lot of decisions lot of things, were made. A lot
0: of decisions were made that I don't think are necessarily the best. Now, I've never read the Bridget Jones books, so I don't know if any of this happens and if they were just following the books. But I, I, I couldn't imagine that the book would go just this way. I couldn't
1: imagine the book going this way and being successful enough to be made into these movies. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. It's because the plot is so
1: disjointed.
0: (laughs) I like, I, this has to be, it's like a bunch of people sitting, I mean, okay, it is based on the book, Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. So it is based on the book, but I don't know
1: how close to the book it actually is. Um, I mean, maybe my, um, my certain specific right now brand of winter depression will plunge me into reading it, and if I do, I will report back. Okay, and great. I'm I'm sure we have at least one listener who has read it that mm-hmm. can let us know on Twitter.
0: Well, this <laughs> book was published in 1999. This film takes place
1: in 2004. I'm assuming, yeah, yeah, I mean- 2004. Yeah, Yeah, it feels like it's set in the present. Mm.
0: The first Bridget Jones book was in 1996. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, So all of your faves are back. We got Renee Zellweger, Hugh Grant, Colin Firth, Jim Broadbent, Gemma Jones. um, The whole her crew of friends who who really suck in this movie. Uh, Shaza, Jude and Tom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that whole crew, yeah, and that then whole
1: crew, that just like gives her terrible like advice as a panel, like for like <laughs> one minute at a time to just say whatever they've agreed upon this time, which is usually horrible advice oh, or yeah, no, or horrible projections, terrible
0: advice, terrible projections, and we also have uh, Jacinda Barrett here. That's the newbie, and her oh yeah. <laughs> very interesting she is the romantic rival to bridget jones who's not really a romantic rival and it's weird because it's, like uh, it's yes. weird because bridget jones is convinced that this woman is trying to take her man but everything that we see about the character's name is rebecca just does not show us that at all I, the only weird thing about rebecca is i i couldn't figure out why she was always at Colin Firth's apartment. Well, like, that, yeah. See, that, <laughs> that was, was the thing. so strange. Like,
1: it never felt like she had um, chemistry with Colin Firth or even, like, Colin Firth was checking her out. You, um, but she was at his house. So that was all where... All the time! All the time. So that's where I was like, okay, I can totally see how Bridget would think that they're cheating, they're having an affair. And also, um,
0: like, it's very weird to me that, like, Mark Darcy, like, being the guy being this proper guy that he is would just have this woman at his house right. all the time. If you're this proper
1: guy you and you're fold not your cheating <laughs> Yeah, you fold your underwear. You're obviously, you know, this very uh pristine, organized, logical thinker and you you love Renee. I mean, you love Bridget and, and you're not cheating. So why wouldn't you just get a conference room to meet up or even just go to a bar? Why is everybody
0: always, he's doing like full conferences in his apartment. And I just don't understand, like, is it just because like, oh, well, you know, I'm rich and I can provide them with beverages. Like, I don't know. Like, it's weird that he just like brings his work home. It's also weird because Bridget is always like a visitor in his home. Like she, doesn't spend a lot of time there, which is what she's always shocked. She's always like, peeping in the window or trying to climb on the roof and it's like this is your boyfriend like you, yeah.
1: should, you should be like, able I'm confused like does she have, have keys Like no, I, it, I felt like, like, it, like it was very unclear she does, not, unclear. Have yeah, she does was...
0: not have a key to his place
1: yeah which seems strange because they're very serious and they're also both at the age where I feel like you make those decisions pretty quickly yeah it's not like he has a bunch of roommates you know and and they're taking things slow because they're in their 20s it's like no they're in their 30s they live alone like she would have keys
0: yeah it, it's weird that she doesn't have keys it's weird that she doesn't have access to that space and it's weird that rebecca is always there i mean like i I, so i do want to say that like from just like a perspective as a person who has been a girlfriend many times over i would be really weirded out by that too i'm not necessarily sure that i would think that rebecca was fucking mark just because rebecca doesn't really Bring off the air that she could or She doesn't seem attracted
1: to him. No. Like it feels like a dynamic where Oh yeah, she's like a younger, attractive coworker who wants to do good at her job, Honestly, but not like she's trying to steal your man or even have a fling with him. Honestly,
0: she seems like his little sister.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's
0: the energy that I was getting,
1: and and it does. Yeah, it's more of a boundary issue than an actual question of infidelity. But given the given the boundary issue, it's not completely unreasonable for Bridget to go there. But it's like the movie starts. And, you know, we have it set up where she's with Mark Darcy. They're serious. You know, Hugh Grant is history. Daniel Cleaver, he's history. He's her womanizing ex, right? And they've been... Okay,
0: so this movie takes place six weeks after the first movie, which means that That she... That is not long. Which means that she has been in, like, officially in a relationship with this man for two months max. Now, the, the pace at which yes everything happens in this movie is is deranged or all really what i mean by that is like all of the thinking like there's this idea that it's six weeks in and there's so much expectation bridget wants him to propose bridget's thinking about like what their kids will be
1: like oh yeah she's already like if if i didn't see the first movie or or connect when this is supposed to start, I would assume that they'd been together for years based on the way that she talks about the relationship. But it, then her insecurity in the relationship and the fact that she seems to not be completely at home at his place fits in more with the six-week timeline.
0: Six weeks six weeks is why? so. Most, why set it i feel six like most relationships weeks? at
1: six weeks haven't even decided if they're relationships yet <laughs> you so. know like that's like dtr Also, but just uh, like
0: why set the movie so close to the events of the first movie yeah why d- there's do that
1: absolutely no ness nece- like because that's like, not it doesn't like, add to it if anything a- it makes it less believable and right. less textured
0: Be- well because like We at the end of the first movie, you know, Daniel Cleaver is history, but that means that it's only it only takes like two to three weeks for Daniel Cleaver to come back also (laughs) two to three months. But also the other weird thing about Daniel Cleaver coming back is that like when he is announced to come back, he has a completely different job. How did he get that job in two months? Yes. Like so (laughs) much has
1: happened It's like the movie just just said a random amount of time and didn't take into account the fact that all of these things have changed and we're supposed to believe it. And we're supposed to be with this new normal where, you know, Mark Darcy and Bridget are serious and they're at this crossroads of, you know, are they going to make marital commitment or that at least that's where she's at in her head. You know, we're, we're told. And then Daniel Cleaver's just completely moved on. He has a new job. He's whatever he's back hooking up. Um, and it's like, two months, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, it is, like, it's, the fact that so much, like, um, it just, I don't, it, it, make it a year! Like, immediately, like, I would say, it like, and I love the first movie, and I love the characters, and I love the actors, Um, but immediately, like, within the first ten minutes of this movie, you have whiplash, you know, and the whiplash never lets up, it gets worse and worse as the plot and pacing becomes more convoluted.
0: Because I just, because I couldn't imagine any of the things that she wants happening now. And it's even weirder when it seems like Mark is kind of like chill with how fast she's going. like there yeah. are time, like the part later in the movie where she might be pregnant. he's super excited
1: about it. He's like really right excited b- about, which is actually weird to me. I mean, it's weird in general. but, it's weird to me because if they both want that for their lives, I would actually think they'd be more careful. You know, like they would be more intentional about when they would want to have kids yeah. and all those things. Like the people I know who are in their 30s and they know they want those things are very much like, let's make a plan. Yeah. And would actually be like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is like not our plan. <laughs> so it's, it's very the movie expects a lot of us.
0: The movie does expect a lot of us. Okay, so now she's doing television. She was in... Yes. Um, was she in publishing in the first movie? It yeah. It was like... Yeah, it was something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, like she's always in... I mean, this, yeah, is, this yeah, yeah. is very much... Yeah, 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 it publishing. Now she's she in... She was in publishing. Now yeah. she's in broadcast. She's always working somewhere with glassy windows where she's underestimated.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, that's
1: the most important part.
0: <laughs> okay, so we begin and she she's new to this job she's new to reporting they make her jump out of a plane for the first time in her life on camera yes then she and then like the movie just starts with just this fat joke where she falls into a pig pen and then of course the cameras immediately start rolling and then there's like a point where there's uh where they're like setting up and rewinding this part where her ass comes down and yeah. then they're just like oh take a look at the porker and i'm just like what
1: what, <laughs> what? like what i, that, I mean, that we were
0: past this in the first movie exactly
1: like that's such a thing with bridget jones with the bridget jones movies and it's so exhausting and yeah it's so exhausting and and the fact that this movie immediately leads with that it's like oh by the way we're not letting up on this we're gonna keep this if you can even call it joke um,
0: yeah the joke is that she's fat cool we're back to this now
1: right and 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 they're like in case you missed it we we have to remind you that she is not up to whatever arbitrary standard we've created um, which is insane and shitty in general and also it's like this is renee Zellweger. like i don't know she's
0: gorgeous you know the problem a thing about bridget jones is i mean the first movie was always very important to me because it was somebody who looked like me who like clothes like the clothes fell on her like me but the important thing about this is that like i was around that weight in like high school yeah um And I mean, because of the world, but also in the world of that movie, the fact that that weight was considered to be so much. Oh, yeah. No, totally. made me feel terrible. And it's weird because I look back at that time and I look at those pictures of me and it's like, I looked great. And I watch Bridget Jones and I'm just like, she looks great. Yeah. We're just not
1: used to seeing people. And and even now, like, you know, I feel like some of that has changed, but not very much, you know. And and it's it's. yeah, it, it is like kind of terrifying <laughs> when you realize just how warped the images that we constantly see are that a woman who looks great and completely like she could go into any store and easily get something and they're acting like they're they're like, Oh, how will we ever fit her, you know, into well, it's her really and weird. I'm just like, This is just messed up on so many levels. Like it seems like their if, way of like if you're saying this about her, then I guess everyone else doesn't exist you know
0: well it seems like the way that they convey it cause it's like she looks good but I think what the movie does is to make her look like she doesn't look good they they do really oh, bad I mean, they, makeup work oh on her. yeah
1: I mean they definitely do make her look bad in the sense of like her hair and makeup and clothing is bad. <laughs> like well, everything's very unflattering, and the and the way they film it is unflattering too. Like the angles and, and um, the
0: clothes that she wears. Like the best way that I can describe Bridget Jones's clothes is that they are designed in a way where you can tell that they were intended for thin people. Yeah, and so it's just like she's trying to wear. So it's like... It's like when we
1: wear jeans too small and then there's, like, rolls going over them. Right. And you could have worn your size and looked great.
0: Right. Like, there's a difference between... Plus, plus size and Bridget Jones isn't even plus size clothing, but like there's a difference between like medium, large, extra large and how those are designed. Then the clothes that are designed for very small people and then have some upsizes like that design work is not the same. And what Bridget Jones is wearing is clothes in like the highest size of clothes intended for thin people, like the back of the rack.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it just looks... That way. Yeah, none of it falls on or fits her body in the right way or flatters it. Oh my God,
0: that dress that she wears to that government dinner. My God. (sighs) <sighs>
1: and there's so many yeah, and why put a pale person in yellow? Why put her through that? It's so rude. It's, it's so, so Oh upsetting. yeah, I mean the the hair and the makeup like washes her out the whole time. Like, you know, they're really doing work. So like I will say like Renelle Zellweger is Renee, Renelle? Renelle. <laughs> Renelle Zellweger. Renée Zellweger is gorgeous, but like of course this movie does make her look bad for for her. Um but like it's still, even so, even though I'm like, yeah, okay, they, they basically made her hair unbrushed in this scene. You know, I see what they did.
0: Yeah. um,
1: They have to do a lot of work to make her look better.
0: That's the thing. It's
1: <laughs> like, they have to try.
0: They're trying so <laughs> they hard. They really have to like, try. Like, her hair, in every, like, the way that even her hair is styled, like, why not put the hair on her face why not just let it be yeah on her face look make her look like she's having a good time why is it always so high it's so up there? bad yeah <laughs>
1: it's so bad
0: it's so it's like i feel like they could have bypassed this if they had just gotten a person that was already chubby or like thick because like she could just be like No I'm bringing my own clothes We're not doing <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 Absolutely But you know Renee Zellweger Never saw these clothes again
1: After this No of course party. not She probably burned them Or like the costume designer Was like I'm so sorry I'm gonna wheelies away now <laughs> Like we're done um, um,
0: But yeah So she's just like All lovey-dovey With her boyfriend in two months She's so vulnerable After she's two months so vulnerable like, like this I is could, like I would be rottenness. terrified To act like this She's oh constantly my talking she's about She's so that. needy like, and I at don't say that like, She's looking at him while he's sleeping He has to tell her please stop looking at me While I'm sleeping go find something times. to do And he she just like She calls him a sex god Like that's something that's something that you Hear in like British teen books Yeah like, that's something, something that no
1: adult t- Should do is, also no <laughs> offense to Colin Firth but he doesn't have sex god Vibes like, <laughs> uh, like I'm sure he's great like in bed You know yeah uh, and I'm Sure Mark Darcy like gets it done but Like it's also just really hilarious To call his character a sex god Do you
0: think (laughs) that Mark Darcy Eats pussy
1: Um I think he starts And then he asks if you're there yet Like (laughs) right like he gets down there and then a second later he's like how you feel and then you get so stressed out that you are like I'm great why don't you come up here and then like that's about it so there's like he does the reaching for the wallet gesture of eating pussy you know it's like you know the women reaching for the wallet like men do that sometimes with eating pussy where they're like they like go down and then they're like do you feel good and it's like dude you just got there (laughs) like unless I'm like wailing right away no yeah okay that's that's so good but yeah like
0: the whole like first half hour of this movie is her telling everyone oh my god my boyfriend he's so handsome he's so sexy did i tell you that he's a human rights lawyer and everybody always replies yes many times yeah it's it's also again
1: it's so weird i'm like this is a woman in her 30s and this is how she talks about her boyfriend like The the way that she interacts with him is, like, very, like, 19-year-old.
0: She comes into the office... Late and then she calls him to tell him how good shagging was. Like, and can it's you weird, imagine? <laughs>
1: and can you like texting about like I feel like even if you text about that, like it's gonna be more subtle than that. Like you're just gonna be like, last I night just, was fun, you so weird, know? Because she
0: but comes like, because she comes into the office and she's thinking in her head, like you shagging me real. Should, <laughs> should I call my boyfriend and tell him how good shagging was literally half an hour ago? And nothing in her brain says. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Absolutely no, like not. A, he's at work. B, what is wrong with you? C, he's a human rights lawyer. Also, like,
0: then, like just- he also has like no sense of boundaries either because when she calls, he has her on speakerphone and he didn't an even meeting. tell her in, in a, a meeting. In a why meeting. Why didn't you answer? I was like that's two awful. Month- okay, your your girlfriend for 2 months who is watches you sleep. You. Who watches you sleep? Um, Don't answer
1: the phone. Do no. Your Meeting. Call her on your lunch break. Embarrass her this way. Yeah, and putting her on speakerphone. I was like, okay, that's like a weird. Because even if she called him to to talk about like, oh, um, you know, uh, do we have our date still, or did you remember to get the thing for the car? It would still be very weird for her to say that to a room full of people she doesn't know who are having some sort of. I don't. You never know what he's actually doing at his job. Yeah. Some sort of legal meeting with you. Like no, no. So, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and it's just like, it's just, it's so much humiliation. Like there's a scene where she's like, I believe it's in this movie. It's been so long and I've seen so many bad movies since then. Cause watching bad movies is my life. But doesn't she like slide down a fire fireman pole Yeah, too? And like, you just see her, just her ass coming down. Yes. yes it's
1: like the skirt like rides up and yes, then it's her ass. And yes. of course it's, it's shot in. It's like the weird thing about Bridget Jones is, is like it's very male gaze, but like in a weird way because it's not like the ooh hey Megan Fox sexy. It's like male gaze of like ill. <laughs> Like, but it's still no game.
0: How dare she have an... It's like I, we're
1: objectifying her and we don't, but we don't like what we see.
0: I, I noticed <laughs> that when I watch things about British people, British women are so obsessed with the idea of having a bottom and yes, the bottom my getting fanny. bigger. My, I have my, my fanny. My bottom is just, the older you get, the, the larger your bottom... Like, I'm just basically quoting um, a character from who who is constantly talking about... How she's worried about her bottom and she's worried about her skin's <laughs> elasticity. I, she's always just saying bottom.
1: I love. I love that. I the love bottom. bottom. <laughs> I love the bottom.
0: I, I honestly, I, I I really do. i I do love it. But it, it's so weird to me because basically, in British society, Bridget Jones having an ass is a bad thing where like everywhere else it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like it's more In fact, more it's than a good fine. thing. Like yeah. <laughs> like people would be wanting to get a piece of that ass literally anywhere. Like it's weird that there's no scene where somebody just tells Bridget Jones to like hang out in America like with with like the love actually guy just go to him all she would have to do is show
1: up in a bar in America oh yeah she'd be fine yeah wear that wear that skirt that shows off your ass yeah and they're gonna they're gonna love that bottom (laughs) (laughs) they are going to love I love.
0: Bottom. It was yeah, like a, it's a great bottom. It's yeah. a great bottom. Um, um, so but she, she's
1: she's insecure <laughs> and she wants to marry Mr. Darcy. Oh my god! And
0: <laughs> and so she's working on television, and of course now Daniel Cleaver is working on television. And he's dun, doing dun, just dun. like this like travel log thing called the Smooth Guide, making travel bearable. So he's just like basically doing sex tourism. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean
1: he's he, it's like if Anthony Bourdain didn't know anything about food and just did sex tourism. <laughs> (laughs) So, yeah, uh, he, yeah, he's like the travel guy. And then, and then they, they have this, he's getting really good ratings, but they're like, you know, we need a travel woman. Um, So why don't we send you with him And she's like no like I don't like him But then like of course you know she's at work And she does want to branch out And get promoted and so There's this whole weird exchange with them Where he's like oh is it too weird to Travel with me you know and she's like no Not at all you have no power over me
0: (laughs) But before that She goes to meet her terrible Group of friends oh yes Where it's like moaning Myrtle The blonde lady And the guy who did the one pop song and then retired.
1: (laughs) honestly the only way to to identify these people um
0: and they are they're basically just like oh my god like uh, yeah what happened is that mark broke a date and so they're of course like sending her into like crisis mode like like oh no he must be cheating this is blah 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 and then a woman comes by And she does this, there's this thing called the jellyfish counter where she just like basically keeps on saying backhanded things and it's like being stung by a jellyfish. But everything that she's saying is also just shit that her friends say. So I don't really understand how she can tell the difference. Yeah. Because like this lady's just like, hey, I saw Rebecca Gillies at his place and you know, you, you know, you better lock it down. Like, it's just like, it's just this weird thing where like everyone seems to be mad at Bridget for being 135 pounds tops and being with a handsome rich man, and it's just like there are handsome rich men all around this movie. Just go find one of the extras. I don't understand why. Everybody yeah, it's is like so everyone's so mad because Mark they think Darcy. that they think
1: that Mark Darcy is so out of her league. And so yeah, this woman <laughs> is just planting this this notion that he's cheating on her, which is um,
0: so stupid. Because the thing about Mark Darcy is that he like is so honest like i couldn't imagine him lying about anything you know what i he's mean He's so straightforward he's a such a straightforward guy and i feel like there are so many questions that she could just ask him instead of just fucking around like she she gets <laughs> she gets all amped up she goes to this place she climbs on his roof and yeah. then like, and then she falls off the roof, and somehow doesn't get a concussion. And well, then, you
1: know, it's a romantic comedy. And so. then Rebecca
0: Gillies <laughs> opens the door, and Bridget Jones has got like leaves and shit in her hair, and she just cut, and Bridget just like storms into the place, and then of course more, <laughs> more embarrassment for Bridget. All of the lawyers that work again with him are all another in the weird house.
1: like workplace boundary. Yeah, so there's like ten. Lawyers there, and there's presentation up, and Mark Darcy is like, you know, manning the presentation, and obviously Rebecca Gillies is there to assist, and so of course now Bridget looks, you know, oh, she's paranoid, she's crazy, which to be fair, yeah, climbing on the roof is that is that is crazy, that (laughs) is one of the craziest
0: things ever. Yeah,
1: like just call, just talk to your boyfriend. Oh my gosh,
0: just have a conversation. Just ask him, like, why? The thing is, is that like I feel. Like a lot of her anxiety is that She feels she's fat So she's going to be lied to She's going to be treated right, like Surely shit. there's a
1: catch Like she could there not just has be to loved be, She
0: can't just But the thing about it is Is that like if Mark Darcy Was going to fuck with her He would have done it already
1: He would have done it already And also like He's a very honest guy But also he's smart He could do it in a much more subtle way Like this is not There's nothing subtle about having your mistress over yeah at a time when your girlfriend would easily catch you and like, it's also just, people don't do it at their houses for a reason and it's
0: also just weird because we know that he has been cheated on before so like yeah, i'm that's, not saying that people that have been cheated on never do it but if he was still reeling from that when they met so i don't understand like why she would think you know with her emotional intelligence, which I assume That she has, would think that He would just cheat on her Like that's not how it Right, works. that's not
1: really the risk you're running with him The risk you're running with Mark Darcy is just like That he's emotionally disconnected In a lot of ways, yeah. you know, he's just A very matter of fact Guy who's not, not very, super in touch know, with his own Feelings, up, yeah. yeah And she is like gooier And so it, sometimes it can feel lonely if you're Gooey and you're with someone who's not, but like That's yeah that's very different than being cheated on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think like the problem is so much is that
1: the whole time I'm just like, he's not cheating on her because he wouldn't do that. No, he's not. (laughs) And like, honestly, that, and the thing that's so frustrating is she doesn't really think that either until this woman keeps hammering it in she doesn't trust him
0: and so it makes me kind of upset when she's just like oh i want to marry him it's like why would you want to marry someone who you do not trust
1: all it takes is like one suggestion for you to think that and then so she ends up going to um things get worse when she goes to a fancy dinner with him for his work And, of course, Rebecca Gillies is there. And it's one of those nights where, you know, like, it's it's networking. It's a bunch of professionals. And if you don't work at the place, then you're going to get passed over. And, you know, she's the girlfriend. But Mark Darcy is pretty much indisposed he's like not not indisposed is not the right word but he is not really hanging out with her most of the time he's, he's
0: trying to he's like trying to network he's, he's trying doing to his work. job
1: he invited her because he loves her but yeah. he also
0: is like this is important like business yeah stuff. this is
1: this is like a, a black tie event and so he's making the rounds and Rebecca Gillies is his co-worker so she is Around him
0: Oh my god Like The thing about it is That I kept on thinking What I would do In the situation Like if Kyle took me To like a fancy dinner And then didn't talk to me And I'd be just like I would just get drunk and get I just get drunk and make friends <laughs> i just get drunk and just be like hey what's up like my boyfriend's over there and like he's doing something fucking boring anyway right like let's who's, go smoke a blunt outside exactly he's <laughs> gonna be my
1: friend right now like let's do like, this Like, let's
0: be friends yeah i would just be making friends but there's a whole thing where she gets sat at this table with this other like you know larger fellow and he, oh and he oh and so he kind of like Projects all of his anxieties because he recently got he recently got cheated on and left and so he's just like you know there are people like Mark Darcy and there are people like us and essentially he's just being like there are people that are regular size and there are people that are fat and we are the fat ones and therefore we will never be loved he's and like there and is nothing for so us awful. we should die <laughs> like,
1: it is so awful it's and, one of the worst things it's so awful and he's like so so intense about it and very much projecting his own anxiety and insecurity. And he's very much like, and, and, and he's also like, you know, we can trick <laughs> them into letting us into this room, but eventually they realize, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking it about? It's
0: just like, I don't, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so terrible that you take what he said this seriously. It's like, number one, <laughs> number two like i don't even know what to say it just yeah. doesn't like if some dude came up to me and was just like talking all about that i was just like
1: i'd be like oh, i'd be okay. like i'm sorry you're having a weird week I'm sorry dude. <laughs> like, like, like i bye. you know
0: i hope that you like have some good sex eventually or like have a good wank or
1: something like, like form like, a better relationship you with yourself together yeah absolutely and so it's like that of course you know she's already felt sad she already has been fed this paranoia so that just is the feather on the load and then of course mark darcy is still busy so then when they leave they get in a big fight
0: well also she like <laughs> talk shit about tories which is i mean like on the one hand i am anti-tory but on the other hand like if you're with a bunch of rich white people in a room like you're
1: probably gonna run into some tories right and you should
0: maybe not talk
1: oh yeah she gets (laughs) in political arguments which i was like oh i completely relate i would, (laughs) i would
0: would totally do it but it's like if your man is like a
1: lawyer and he
0: has to hang out with these people all the time and i mean they're saying terrible things they're just like the poor don't deserve handouts and like blah 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 all of this stupid like brexit shit and like it's bad but like there's a sense of like i I mean
1: (laughs) i think it's like i like On one hand, I'm like, yeah, she knew what she was getting into, you know? So... Like she could have trolled them, yeah. <laughs> you know. But I'm also like, ah, uh, I totally would have been her. There, <laughs> I totally would also have gotten like, in arguments.
0: Slyer ways to troll them. Like she was yeah. just like very direct. Well, it was like, like on she was table. surprised.
1: It was like, oh, you said Your that. And it's like You knew that they were. Like you know, it's like going to an event where the Kushners are going to be there and being surprised. Like, you know? okay,
0: why would somebody who supports labor talk like that?
1: Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I- know so there's this yeah like there's this whole like blowout um yeah and she's basically oh he uh, yeah it's like she um what is
0: it um
1: they Oh wait No they go on a trip also
0: Oh well they do That that hasn't happened yet Yeah that's um, after this Okay Please like No they Okay now I remember oh, What so sorry
1: Sorry listeners But the pacing of this movie Is like truly strange It's truly
0: Okay So they get in this fight And it seems like They're gonna break up And then She calls him She calls his Answering machine To cuss him out And then he shows up Downstairs to her place To talk it over And she's still Talking to his Answering machine Yeah and then she's like getting like, like, she's she, getting starts, so she starts so angry. And then she gets desperate. And then she's like, Oh, please don't chuck me. Please don't chuck me. If you hear this message, please don't chuck me. He's like, downstairs. Just go
1: get him. Yeah, like, exactly. What? And it's so funny because this is just one night. um <laughs> And then, yeah, he comes up and then they have like a talk. And then, and, and, you know, they're making up and everything. And, and
0: then he says, The problematic thing is, I love you.
1: And she's like, what, it, what a you. Mark Darcy line! Such the problematic thing. Such he is. a Mark Darcy line. He's like, ah, uh, I got the love. I, I guess I, I
0: love you. This is so fucking Unfortunately, annoying. Unfortunately,
1: I am inconvenienced by loving you. Yeah, oh, like, like I could break up has with happened.
0: you, but uh, uh, I have these feelings for uh, you. These dang feelings. Fuck.
1: <laughs> and so he, he. Uh, well, they. He asked her to go to
0: a skiing mini break.
1: Yes. But like the way he poses it is he's like, can I ask you a question? I and I've been course, meaning to ask you this for a while because she wants to get engaged. She is expecting that and then he asks her on this mini you know this break and of course she's she's still happy for that but there's definitely a moment where she's like oh okay oh,
0: you know you and don't want to you don't want to marry me after like two and after a half two months, months
1: you like might as well not even be into me <laughs> but the whole reason they're going on <laughs> the skiing break is because she lied to him early in the relationship which I guess was what a few weeks ago and, and said saying that, and that said she's that like she's a really really great expert skier. skier which is such a funny lie to Why me like how does that come up it's not like this. he's a an athlete he's not an expert skier like i i just i don't understand lying about something like that especially when you're a woman who's in your 30s you're grown you're not 18 and like amazed by the fact that a man is attracted to you
0: well and that's the thing like that's the way that she operates
1: yeah it is very
0: she's shocked that a man has ever paid attention to her even though this is a man that she is known for a lot of her life like in the first movie they talk about how like Oh, yeah, she used to hang out, like, naked in his paddling pool when they were, like, when she was, like, five. And it's just, like, I'm not saying that that meant that y'all were besties, but it's weird that you act like you you act like he's a stranger
1: number one that you can just like lie yeah to. <laughs> like like because he has like you know a good job that you have to like trick him into liking you or something it's,
0: but he already likes you and you've given him so many reasons not to like you and he still likes like yeah you. You he's still quit in. while you're ahead just he's chill the fuck in. out um so yeah the skiing Uh, mini break is a disaster and then she (laughs) misses her period and so it finds out that she might be pregnant and he's so excited he is he's he's like oh like so on board that would
1: be fantastic like let's have a kid and i'm thinking Really? Is this a relationship that you guys want to bring a kid into? All right? Like you you, you do she you, doesn't yeah, even boo-boo. have a key to your apartment. <laughs> yeah, like she just I mean, he doesn't really know this yet, but like she totally thought you were cheating like a week ago. And now you're excited to have a kid and you've been dating 2 months like, okay, you guys. All right? Like, you know, sure, that's that's your thing. So like there's this whole oh my gosh
0: this whole thing where they're like they she takes the test and it's like through the whole process of the test they go through this whole thing where they start excited and then they have a fight and it's like whoa, they have a how fight about what schools
1: have a- their kid would go to because
0: he wants to send the kids to boarding school and she's just like whoa were you so the thing about it is that she knows how rich he is and she knows how he brought up but she's always like it's not it's weird that i'm defending him in this regard like don't be mean to him because he's rich it's not even that it's just that like you know that he's rich you know how he was brought up so why are you surprised that he would want to put the kid in boarding school and you could have a regular conversation about this but you can't just because he's rich you can't just be like well you're rich every single time you get into a fucking fight if you don't want to be with the rich person then break up with him
1: <laughs> you know okay yes but also like i feel like i did feel like she was like oh well what about like, she's like, no, I don't want to do boarding school. I want the kid near us. And then he was like, oh. And then he insulted the kinds of schools she would want. And he's like, oh, we'll just like send him to. He basically made fun of like a Montessori school. So I felt like that conversation, he was equally annoying yeah. because she was like, she was like, I. She was, I do agree. She did jump on him in the sense that she's like, oh, you you know, you want boarding school. But she was also like, I want my kids to be near me. What's the point of having kids if they're not around? And then he's like, oh, so they're just going to go to some poor hippie school. (laughs) I was like, oh, God.
0: (laughs) It's very weird because, like, he's supposedly labor party, it seems like
1: and he's definitely labor party adjacent and so it's
0: very weird that he acts this way but it's also just i guess the whole issue with the argument to me is that he knows that bridget is like this like annoying and kind of like jumps to conclusions and there's nothing wrong with that i'm annoying and i jump to conclusions like it's fine but i guess my issue with him in this argument is that if you know that that's her nature, you should be
1: able to find a way to temper that. Right. <laughs> you should just- be able to have a way. Yeah, because the way that they communicate is really dysfunctional. It's like her being really reactive and then him being really condescending and then it just explodes. And so that's what happens with this conversation. And it feels very clear. And again, this is only a relationship that has been together two months. They have this conversation and then it just like explodes and they end up breaking up. Well, b- well, she ends up finding out she's not pregnant, and then they break up. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's so interesting. I love that my note, like during their fight, my note for their fight is that I love the way that he yells her name. I love the way that he yells Bridget. <laughs> yes, me too. It's so. He always like, looks
1: like a frustrated dog. He's so, and I mean that in a cute way. He's
0: so like and honestly, man. <laughs> like if a man like yelled my name like that, you know, I'd be like, you know yeah <laughs> i mean no one's gonna yell my name
1: like i'm gonna no back is gonna there come back We're come hold me talk about this? let's be mad but like also <laughs> cute
0: yeah like but she's like and it's weird also the line that she says when they break up is one of the most upsetting things that she says one because it's a lie she says you never muster up the strength to fight for me There was a whole fucking fight in the first movie There's like a whole movie
1: Like all of these movies are about men fighting for her (laughs) Like truly (laughs) And definitely Mark Darcy Like Mark Darcy is like ride or die Like this guy is He's in it You know and you don't have to be in it with him And you might be incompatible But that is not his flaw Yeah, it's like
0: it's very he's a a bit of
1: a bootlicker you know like that's like like but but when it comes to you he is loyal he's very loyal it's so so
0: strange to me that she would do that like i'm so like i was so mad and like of course later in the movie he of course instigates a fight
1: because she asked him to yeah he's (laughs) he's he's very much just like tell me what you need like, he is. He's like, just tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. Like, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Oh my
0: god! I'll okay. get. I'll get to that fight in a second because that of fight course. Is, is, is glorious. It is glorious. But um. When they break up, it's uh a song it's a it's a song it's an Elton John song being covered by Mary J. Blige, and I really just appreciated that. Yeah.
1: For a like and also I mean this 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 one has like a few really good soundtracks. There's choices. so many needle like, there's drops some in this great, movie. Yeah, there's some great vibes.
0: <laughs> but okay, so then she decides to go to Thailand with Hugh Grant and she brings Shaza for some reason because Shazza has nothing
1: better to do. Like does Shaza work? We don't know. Shazza definitely doesn't seem like she's ever had to work, even if she has worked.
0: Yeah. She seems just like rich and just like chilling. Um, and so they go. <laughs> Shaza immediately. They do mushrooms. She Shaza immediately finds finds um, a white man in Thailand. Like it's like she was like doing like a locator. It's like must find. Oh yeah. White I mean it's man. it's
1: very peak like expat you know vibe. And um, the, yeah.
0: And then he he has mushrooms and then they
1: do mushrooms. They do mushrooms and Shaza has this whole like you know fun sex vacation thing with the the white guy, and like the mushrooms like like Bridget just like goes in the water and like, I, don't, I mean there's, you know, there's a fun mushroom montage. It's fine. It's it doesn't really, cute.
0: and then like Hugh Grant sees her and he's just like, what the fuck is going he's on? He's like,
1: Oh, like she's smiling and she's confident. So he's like, she must be on drugs. Cause <laughs> she's normally not like that, that, you know, at peace with herself. And then of course, you know, there it's only been two months. So it's not like all of their feelings and tensions and all of that have just like disappeared. Um, and so they they like kind of flirt but it's antagonistic and she makes it very clear that she would never hook up with him because he's, you know, a scoundrel and he's just like, oh, am I? Oh, do, do do Eyebrow raise. Eyebrow raise. Okay, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> you're just such a nervous bundle oh, of nerves. He's <laughs>
0: just like constantly talking about her. He's just like, you're just such a little Nazi little mix. Yeah, like, he's he like, just, you I mean, naughty girl. <laughs> and
1: she's just, like, no, I'm not. <laughs> he's just
0: constantly,
1: I, I love Daniel Cleaver
0: in these movies because he is just the ultimate like you look at him you know that the sex is a bad idea emotionally but you know physically it's gonna be lit and like exactly just
1: like, <laughs> exactly like you're like this is gonna be a great orgasm and a horrible emotional hangover like
0: he's like she's just like uh, she's just like I'm a serious journalist now and he's just like is that your more serious skirt <laughs>
1: yeah and you're just like you fuck boy you absolute what? Oh, no. You are so oh, I can't stand so him incredible But also like Who wouldn't fuck him you I know? would fuck
0: the shit out Absolutely. of him Absolutely Yes
1: Yeah so like that's, that's one thing With her character <laughs> That I completely get I completely get How she has this frustrating dynamic with daniel cleaver because i think we all would i think we all would
0: because well, i mean they they are really like it's really the perfect love triangle because it's like you have the stable guy who's going to marry you and you yes. have the unstable guy who's gonna fuck the shit out of you and that's a hard decision
1: it is a hard decision <laughs> like <laughs> it is a hard decision and she's and she's you know she's in a new place and of course she's actually trying to do reporting and he's really just being a sleazeball. Yeah. Um, so she's like, oh, like, look at this delicacy and I'm interviewing this chef. And he's like, I'm at a brothel. And like the whole, like, the way that the movie frames... Thailand is very bad, bad and bad. creepy and like white gazy and yeah, all of it. Yeah. And it's like, ha ha ha. Isn't, you know, sex trafficking funny. Um, nope. we'll, we'll get to that even Not more funny. when we get to what happens at the end of the trip. So he
0: is so, so they're considering like having sex, like, yeah. And they go back to the place and they're getting ready to do it. And he's trying to like, but she has reservations cause she still, you know, loves, she you know she loves her man and and yeah and even though they're not together he she's still like she's very fresh
1: off the breakup so it's like that thing where you're like well if i hook up with someone then what does that that mean right it means that like things
0: are like really over and she doesn't want them to be over and so she's considering it and then like right when she's about to do it um Uh, A Thai sex worker Appears That uh, Hugh Grant Ordered And she's nice Like her a lot
1: Yeah she's She's literally just like Hi I'm here to do my job And then there's this whole Like meltdown where where Bridget's like oh of course you've know you haven't changed because earlier in the trip um, Daniel Cleaver went on this whole thing about how he's been going to therapy because he's a sex addict and he's like really trying to get himself together and all of this stuff so you know Bridget's like oh you didn't go to therapy and like of course of course I can't believe I'm so stupid and meanwhile like this woman who's just trying to do her job is she's just like just she's like so do, do you when want are, me to be here or like, when are
0: these white people going to stop arguing so that i can get paid it, honestly the most relatable person in this movie truly and she even, like
1: one of her very few lines is she's like i heard you were a good tipper and because he plays dumb he's like what why are you here and she's like you ordered someone else last night like i was sent by you know whoever her boss is and 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 then she's like y- i heard you're a great tipper and i was just like ah she's just ready to get paid. and she,
0: and, and you know what? And when she said that, you know, Bridget gets all upset and outraged because, you know, it's weird. it's this is the part where we realize how prim Bridget is, yeah, because like,
1: She's been like, she's like, I feel like she's so much more likable in the first movie, even though she has plenty of these same flaws, but this, this whole dynamic in this movie makes her so much more unlikable.
0: She just looks like an <laughs> asshole because it's like he tips. Oh wow. He treats the sex workers with respect and he tips them. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you want, do you want to find out that he, he is ordering sex workers to his room and not paying them? Like, what do you, like, what do you want from this? Like, And so she ends up leaving of course. And you know, that's, that's that for them. Right. And then at the end of the trip, Shaza is like, Oh, I have this, um, fertility bowl, this fertility bowl with like a snake on it that was given to her by, you know, the topless white man that she met. And she's (laughs) like, can you fit it in your bag? His name was like Jed. Of course. Yeah, it was Jed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, And and uh, Bridget is just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then, of course, they get to the airport and dun, 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 the fertility bowl has drugs in it. So this is when the movie really like it's been off the rails the whole time, but this is when it truly takes a leap off the rail. And it takes a leap.
0: Okay, so she gets arrested for drugs and she gets thrown in Thai prison. But before that, they have to once again shame her for being fat by she she's like, that's not mine. And then the police officer woman takes out her underwear, which are like. That underwear is too big for Renee Zellweger to wear. Like, that's like a giant pair Oh yeah. No, pants. she's,
1: she is like, these are actual granny panties. It's like, like, oh, yeah, are like, are these, yeah.
0: Are these yours? Yeah. And then yeah. she's like, it's, they're not my favorite pair. Yeah. Cause there's
1: like this <laughs> ongoing joke about her huge underwear and like Daniel Cleaver always makes fun of them, but like loves them. Um, yes which i think probably is a thing. lot more which charming also in makes the book you
0: want to fuck him well i thought it was charming yeah I love, yeah I no love I, think it's he char- her I think underwear. it's charming that he
1: loves her giant underwear i just think the rest of the way the movie frames it is annoying
0: yeah yeah because it's like he's being very honest about how much the thing about daniel cleaver that i really like is that you know he's a scumbag in the sense that he sleeps with other people's wives and he'll fuck anybody but he's also like very much an equal opportunity fuck And instead of like a Barney Stinson Like he's an equal opportunity fuck Because everyone wants to fuck him Yeah yeah And absolutely. he is ready
1: to oblige He's ready and and you know that he's gonna like give you a pleasure you you know? gonna, He's
0: in it He's in it to win it Like he you know he's gonna make sure that you come He's gonna make sure that he comes Everybody's coming He'll so probably doing light a cigarette times. at the end yes, You know you can just,
1: do it again in the morning Have make, some coffee and then makes, like that's it
0: He makes sex sound so fun, and I almost feel like that's why, like in this British society, he's considered to be such a shithead because, like, this idea of just being so open about just enjoying like having sex fun with your like, body, like paying sex workers what they're worth is like right some
1: kind of ridiculous. They're all thing. like, oh, disgusting. We prefer to, you know, have <laughs> repression and support the Catholic Church, and you know, um, so like. Yeah, she's <laughs> so she's she's gets questioned, and then she gets thrown into a Thai prison. And I was like, what movie has this turned into? Like, what, <laughs> she's there for what we, are she, we doing?
0: She's in this Thai prison for
1: weeks. She's in it for weeks. And I was just like... Like
0: half her relationship.
1: <laughs> yeah, like this is like, wow, this is... And, and <sighs> I don't even know how to, like... I mean, she gets in there and, of course, she has, like, you know, a peak white woman moment. She's like, oh, surely the British consulate must know I'm here. Like, you know, somebody's got to get me out. I could never be put in prison wrongfully. Um, (laughs) And then there's, like, and then it's, like, she ends up making friends with other women there. And one of the ways she makes friends is a woman comes up to her and is like, do you have a wonder bra on? And she's like, oh, yeah, I do. And then that woman's like, I'll trade you a cigarette if I can wear it sometime. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then she like, yeah, she becomes friends with the women. There's one point where I think they sing Madonna. OK, so what happens is, is that they there. this is like a whole joke about
0: like the way that Thai people pronounce things, which is really bad because they're singing like a virgin. But they're saying it like a version. And like she keeps on saying he, and then Bridget just keeps on saying, if you're going to sing Madonna, you have to do it properly. And I'm just like,
1: leave them alone. There's a language barrier here. You're in their <laughs> country. This is Please? a weird. Are you being <laughs> a colonizer are, in jail? Like why what's are you happening? Doing this to
0: Bridget conducting them like yeah, on how to sing. She's like, Madonna. don't worry, I'm
1: in charge. Don't like,
0: worry. Let me let me as the white person as the white person let me order
1: prison. everyone around. And then like, there's like a scene where um they're talking to her about um they're like asking if she has a boyfriend.
0: Oh, okay. This scene is incredible because, because there she was just like, yeah, I had a boyfriend, but he treated me badly. And then one lady is just like, oh yeah, my boyfriend treated me bad too. He like made me do like drugs and like, you know, like sold me into like all this wild shit. And then people were just like, oh, well, what did your boyfriend do Bridget? And she was like, oh, well he was very rude to me at a supper. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's so like and I I don't know, man. It was like, okay, so I felt like that moment in the movie, because there were multiple women and they all have horror stories, and it and most of it ends in trafficking. Like the movie never says it directly, but it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, and and it's weird because I felt like this moment in the movie, the writers were trying to obviously make fun of Bridget. Like they're obviously trying to make fun of her white privilege and the fact that she's so upset about what essentially when,
0: like like a first world problem joke. Yeah, like joke.
1: first world problem joke, like one petty night, but it's so cringily done It still feels like The punchline is also That these women Like haha It's so funny They have awful lives You know And people and in like, Thailand And I'm like Um And of no. course And
0: of course It makes it worse When Mark Darcy Comes to get her Because like she Oh so much worse And it's like Oh everybody's just like Oh my god Bridget our best friend We're losing We're and all gonna just, miss
1: her And then she
0: just like Gives them like One bra Like She gives them Her
1: wonder bra And then she gives them The book Men are from Mars Women are from Venus and everybody freaks out well
0: like i feel like that was bridget like introducing them
1: to feminism and i'm just like oh girl it's yeah no it was incredible i was just worried about these women like i I could not stop thinking about them and i was like man what a movie if like bridget had become like a a, like a prison abolitionist like what if she had started learning about the prison like good i would have
0: loved that
1: (laughs) yeah like i was like what if she like woke up but no she leaves a bra and then is like ah oh, they loved me anyways that back was, to my life it
0: was such a, that was just such a journey wow it was, i made so many friends of color yes
1: i <laughs> i'm not racist i i met women in a thai prison that i will never <laughs> do anything to help like even though i'm free yeah
0: like it's weird that like mark darcy gets her out and her first thought isn't hey, he's a human rights lawyer. Yeah, he's literally a human rights
1: lawyer. He gets her out. It's not even just like, it's not like he like bails her and that's it. It's like he knows the law and she's just like, well, let's get back to talking about whether I'm going to get married. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, help these women. Like that really, like I was already annoyed with Bridget in this movie, but that really took me out with her.
0: And okay, so while he was getting her, um, like, while he was, like, you know, getting information on how to get her out, he finds out that she was with Daniel Cleaver, and then he, he gets upset, which, I mean, rightfully, yeah. rightfully so. This is Because he finds out she went back to Daniel Cleaver's... Wife?
1: Yeah, and he <laughs> finds out...
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's almost just like, oh, every single woman that he's with is going to sleep with Daniel Cleaver. Like, if I were yeah. Mark Darcy, I would be upset. Like, it totally Absolutely. makes sense that he's upset.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, And then... um. Of course he goes to see Daniel Cleaver Because Bridget mentioned earlier You know you never fight for me So he just like walks up to this Walks up to him, I think in like a museum And he just very politely says Would you like to step outside Could you please step outside Oh incredible it <laughs> it is, Incredibly okay. also okay. incredibly
1: British way to fight This
0: is the best part of the movie Because their fight in the first movie Is so fantastic And I could tell that like when they did the sequel They're like okay there has to be another fight And I was like thank God Because this is what we came for. This is absolutely
1: what we came for. Like, if I was in the movie
0: theater, I'd be like, yes, this is why I am standing
1: up, I'm clapping.
0: For this fight. Could you imagine a guy just walking
1: up to another guy? like, could you please step outside? Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. me. I'm sorry to be in imposition, but I need to fight you now. I would like to put a dent in your face, and I'm going to need to do that in the fresh air. Oh thank my you, God. thank and you so much. They, Please let me make you bleed.
0: And firstly, like, Daniel Cleaver's like, I'm not going to fight you. Like this isn't the medieval times. I'm not going to duel you. And then right. they do. They get into like the most British like slap fight where they're just like pulling on each other's hair and just like jerking at each
1: other. It's incredible. <laughs> it
0: is one of the best things I've ever seen. Like I don't know if any of them know how to punch, but no, just, I don't like,
1: think they do and that's part of what makes it so beautiful it's is you're just so like good. this is theater like, <laughs> this, is, this is film like
0: you know that like they maybe took like fencing classes but they don't know what to do like with their fists at no all.
1: absolutely not at all oh my
0: god and so they're just like stumbling around and everybody's watching and excited because like I just feel like fights just don't happen that much in like the upper crust parts of the UK and so they're just like oh my god
1: they're These like two respectable gentlemen are fighting both of them have matching socks sim- <laughs> Both of them have ties, and of
0: course, it it's, it just a beautiful crescendo when they both fall into the fountain.
1: Oh, it's it is a beautiful. It is beautiful. Cinema.
0: Poetic. I think cinema. the movie knew
1: that it had done a lot before that, and it was like, let's give you this, and maybe this will help you forget about the
0: rest of the movie. Let's give the people what they want, and yeah. I did. Like I was cheering. Like I was watching this in bed with Kyle, and Kyle was like trying to sleep, and I was like,
1: yes. Did Kyle wake up? (laughs) Yes. Good. Did he enjoy the fight? (laughs) Or was he just like, oh, you're excited. Okay. Yeah. I'm going back to sleep now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like Bridget Jones has to go, Oh. Do mushrooms in Thailand? This is like a this is like a nightmare mushroom trip, eat, pray, love situation. It's oh, like she has to it's go so good. to jail and then get bailed out by her human rights lawyer ex to realize that like actually he's really great and she still loves him and like, (laughs) yeah. And there was really no reason to break up. So at
0: the end of this fight, Daniel Cleaver turns to Mark Darcy and he's just like, you know, if you're so obsessed with Bridget, then you should just marry her. And then you just think, and then for a second, Mark Darcy's like, "Yeah, you're right." He like gets a look on his face, but then Daniel Kluber finishes his statement because then she'll definitely shag me.
1: And I'm just like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, no, that was brutal. That that was savage." That I was, was like, so "Oh, yeah, love that. Um, that was some like roast battle shit That he pulled out there
0: And so uh, Bridget learned something from her friends Or somebody Somebody, You know it was one of those things where it's like Oh yes like he worked around the clock And yeah. blah blah
1: blah for you And then Bridget's like oh my god Because she thought like Because like they did get in an argument Because while he was trying to get her out He had to find out where she'd been So that he could defend her And so they got in an argument When he didn't believe When when he found out that she'd been in Daniel Cleaver's room So yeah, she's out with her friends and they're like, "Oh no, he was like making calls and all these things." And and Bridget's like, "Oh, he still loves me," which is like, "Okay, how stupid are you?" Even if even if he really did think, you know, that you were with Daniel Cleaver and he is mad at you, he obviously loves you. He came all the way to Thailand to bail you. Like, come on. It's so weird like,
0: because, like, he, he basically, he basically frames it like, oh, well, you know, it became, like, an issue. Like, it, he acted like, like, somebody had brought it up in a work meeting and he was like, okay, well, I might as well do this, but that's such a weird lie and there's no way that Bridget would be at the top of the docket to where it would be she's important not like, to get... She's no, not she's not like a politician
1: person. or, like, she not even just like a super rich person like she's just her you she's know just
0: a regular person who is on television sometime yeah like that's like if somebody like if i got
1: detained somewhere and somebody was just like well i listened to her podcast <laughs> so we have to free. um uh, yeah i just want to say right now if either jordaine or i get detained please all of you please free us um um
0: yeah and so it's it's so she runs to go find mark and of course Rebecca Gillies is there, and Bridget says like her funniest line Oh in my the gosh, movie, which is this like whole scene. Oh, I forgot about you. Like she, li-
1: like it's- the movie did too. It's girl. incredible. <laughs> like I like that the movie is. <laughs> this movie is so weird because it's so unself aware most of the time and then there's moments where the movie's just like no yeah we get it we know that we forgot about her <laughs> like we we completely abandoned this plot line
0: because it was stupid because
1: it was stupid and it wasn't really believable and there was like really nothing no reason like yeah. and, and <laughs> Bridget's like whoa I forgot about you and then basically and then oh <laughs> the best part of the movie God. fantastic so great she's basically like You know, I thought you, you know, like, I know you, but like, I I know that you cheated or I thought that you cheated. And Rebecca's like, oh my gosh, never. Like, I've never been interested in him. And then she's, she's like all this time, like all these glances, like you didn't know that I was into you, Bridget. oh my god she's like she's a little lesbian love her and they kiss
0: oh my god it's so
1: cute they kiss and then it's like it's very cute and 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 i do believe her like that's the thing is like it makes a lot more sense when she says that i mean the movie does it in such a convoluted way of course but in that moment you're like oh okay she has a crush and then bridget's like well if i ever go to that side i'll hit you up and then that's the end of that plot line but it's it's like so
0: it's so i was just like no but like look she's so sweet she's so sweet i i loved her like i just wanted to know that she was okay i would love just like a spin-off movie of just like her trying to find a girlfriend. rebecca
1: Gillies like getting her first girlfriend i love that i would that. I would totally watch that. I would wa-
0: no. There needs to be more of that and like those kind of movies. But anyway, and this the scene street. where she's
1: like professing her crush for Bridget is also. Is, I mean, as we've talked about, the styling of Bridget is not flattering. But this is like one of those scenes that's like extra um, unflattering, where like yeah. she gets like splashed by you know a bunch of water and all this stuff, and like her hair is a mess. So then it makes the moment that Rebecca professes her crush even more. In line with the brand of the movie, because it's like everybody's obsessed with Bridget for some reason. Yeah, it's
0: like, it's like Bridget like looks, and it's like, oh my god, the part where she's just like, Bridget, has any look I've ever given you been a lie? And then you like, and there's montage of all of the way, like she was always smiling at Bridget, and Bridget always saw it as like, because Bridget is so insecure, she always saw it as like, oh yeah, I'm about to take your man. It's like. She Bridget is so insecure that she can't tell when somebody just genuinely genuinely likes her.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> like she's it's so, she so has sad. A, she has such a cloud, like a, a a wall, a force field of anxiety and insecurity. And, and it's
0: just like she's so like because like I I noticed. I was like, this seems like a fun chick. Like it's weird that there's no scene of them just like getting a drink together. Yeah, like just have just
1: like some talking. wine, talk it out. No, it's like
0: Bridget has no chill. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, so that can't happen. Absolutely, no chill. And so oh my
0: god! And so yeah, she does the whole thing where she's like, "Oh no, I have to go to Mark," and then she changes her clothes, but then she still gets drenched because Bridget can never look nice, and she just like.
1: But that's why why we love her. And then she runs <laughs>
0: into Mark, and of course it's another meeting. It's always a meeting with it's like. Ch- a meeting.
1: I, I also speaking of spinoff movies, I love imagining a spinoff movie about one of the random lawyers that's just seen like parts of Mark Darcy's <laughs> relationship. That's just like, what is going on well, with like, them?
0: As, like she walks in on so many meetings that finally they're just like, you know what, just talk it out to see what you got to yeah, say. Yeah, they're all they all just like, okay,
1: you know what, just let her say her thing. Like, and we- she's like, her tits are out, like she's drenched. Like she's just like, I love you, and and like, <laughs> and, and like, oh. and
0: then she she does this whole like big speech, but then at the end she's like, well, you know, um, in conclusion, I am available for dates if you would be so inclined. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: oh uh, and of course he goes into the hallway with her and they go
0: and they like go and talk and she's just like oh well, what what's going on what are you gonna do you're not gonna like propose to me or something and then he like his face and he's just like moments gone and he's she's just like no no no, no. <laughs> And she does that thing that they do in rom
1: coms where she walks out of the room and she comes back she's just like let start over <laughs> she's like come on do it now do and i'm it, like do it, do it, do it. oh my gosh it's so Disgusting! I love it.
0: <laughs> and then at the end, you find out, like in the voiceover, that it's been a year. Like all of this nonsense took a year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, this goes back to the weird pacing. Like this movie does not know how to do pace.
0: Like this does this it's, movie feel like it takes place over a year? No, it feels like like how like a managed three week
1: period. Yeah. Like like was she was she in prison for like for six a months long time? Like, and I've if done. so, it makes it even worse that she's not doing anything for these women. It's, it's, I mean, this movie is bad and it has fantastic actors who. Are charming and there's funny lines and there's Funny moments but it's it's definitely bad It's, oh, it's no. not it's, it's not canon in the Way that you know the the first Bridget Jones is
0: It's definitely bad but
1: it's also
0: In bad in a way where it's Just like oh man I'm going to get under my blanket And we are oh, watching yes. Bridget oh, Jones oh yeah absolutely your you're like Do
1: I have any cookies do I have something Sweet <laughs> I have some wine like, Exactly we gonna, we gonna watch
0: Bridget, I'm gonna like This is like a thing where it's like I'm Like it's my 35th birthday and it's. Like I'm just inviting all of my lady friends over, to watch we're gonna Bridget watch. Jones we're together. gonna watch Bridget Jones,
1: and like <laughs> yes. we know the characters, we know this Bridget It'd Jones. It'd be a universe. Bridget Jones marathon.
0: I could do all three
1: of them. The third oh, yeah. one, with, where she's with Patrick Dempsey. Oh my gosh, that one is a lot. That Ed Sheeran's in that one. Oh, we're gonna do that one eventually. Oh yeah, probably because yeah. that one's
0: so strange. But yeah, man, like it's weird because I'm never gonna tell you not to watch a Bridget Jones movie. Like, yeah, it, I mean, like, I it's think bad. But if you we're should gonna, still
1: watch it yeah and like if we're gonna offer a suggestion and you don't want to watch this then just watch the first bridget jones <laughs> yeah because
0: the first one is legitimately good yeah oh my god and the part in the i mean the first one is genuinely good for so many reasons her lip syncing to all by myself is fantastic and the credits but also there's a scene where sh- there's nothing in her fridge anymore and she has this like cheese and there's mold on it and she just like scrapes the mold off and gets ready to eat the cheese it's just like that's gonna be relatable until the day that i die
1: oh for sure (laughs) same oh for sure absolutely absolutely Uh,
0: yeah so this is this is this is quite a feature film um uh, you know, I you know I've been having a bad day all day, and talking about this movie actually it, made me, feel me so up. much it me better. It too. It's so good. So anyway, this is the Bad Romance podcast. Our theme song is sung by Clutch Douglas. Uh, we are on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You should follow us on Twitter at Bad Romance Pod. Make sure that if you like pledge to us on Patreon, I think it's for the $5 pledge and you want us to do a movie check i have a letterbox list that i shared the link for that's like every movie that we've ever done please don't ask us to do the same thing
1: again yes we already did it and then you won't get a fun request yes
0: and then a million of you have asked us to do return to me with mini driver and david to and we're going to do it we know we know it's <laughs> going to happen okay you just need to chill it's going to happen um trying to think is there anything else uh like it's it really just depends on when I actually make my ass like get my ass up and edit um hopefully you know hopefully I will get this done soonish and I will be at the Athena Film Festival at Barnard College on February 28th talking about women in horror if you want that amazing um, at uh, March 26th I'll probably talk about this closer to the date I'm going to be hosting a 35 millimeter screening of Demi Moore's wonderful feature film strip tease I will I will be at the Williamsburg Nighthawk talking about oh my that gosh, I'll be there um in a couple days probably before this episode post depending on how lazy I am I'm going to be hosting a screening of this Ken Russell movie called Gothic. That'll be at Alamo Draft House. Um, you know things. Do you have any absolutely?
1: Um, yeah, I have a new monthly show at the Footlight. It's comedy and music, and we also have letter writing, um, political letter writing. So each month it'll be a different. Um, basically like a different cause but you can write a letter to anyone i'll have all the mailing stuff we'll be writing a part of this campaign um that is trying to write letters to um every person who's incarcerated in mississippi um and the show for february is the 18th so that might be before the episode comes out it's Mm. at 7 p.m at footlight i also have a show on march 11th and i cannot remember the april date but i will definitely plug that so mm. and yeah, if you if haven't you can follow yet. me on twitter and i'll tell you the things
0: and um <laughs> remember that it's black history month watch some black movies this month and if you haven't already i was on an episode of blank check talking about the movie beloved it was fun griffin and david are fun you oh should yes listen to it love them um and you know you owe me reparations
1: yeah venmo Jordan. <laughs> venmo Jordan. So
0: yeah, I think that that's all. I'm Jordan Searles, and I'm
1: Bronwyn Isaac. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's dump this
0: truck. Oh uh, yeah, back it up, back it up. Uh oh uh, yeah, let's dump this truck. Maybe tomorrow.